0: Oh, so. All right, all right, there's been a bit of a warning that I've had to put around about the mashing that's been going on. I've noticed that a bunch of you students have been into the mashing, and it's very dangerous. And I wish you would stop, particularly to take the time to listen to Deadly Cast, a podcast for Sci-Fi's Deadly Class. I'm
1: Alex. Oh, you think you're punk? I'll tell you, punk. You, th- you know, the most punk is Dumbledore. I'm Justin. <laughs> I'm Pete.
0: And as mentioned, you're listening to Deadly Cast, a podcast about Harry Potter. Uh, so what did you guys think about the recent revelations that J.K. Rowling dropped out there about what's been going on with Grindelwald and Dumbledore? Justin, I'll turn to you first.
1: I I saw it coming all along. You can't hide that level of passion. Can we stay Great. on
0: topic, please? We are on topic. This is a Harry Potter podcast. Nope. Where we're going to be talking about Harry Potter. Nope. Let's get into it. Nope. No? Now, should we talk about Deadly Class instead? Yes. Okay, we're going to be talking about the latest episodes of the show, Kids of the Black Hole. If Woo-hoo. you're listening to this in real time, apologies about the latest of the episode. We suck. Uh, but if not, if you're listening to this later on or going into season two or something like that, who even cares? Let's talk <laughs> about it. Uh, I'll give you guys That's a week. Re- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who cares? Who cares about anything? That's oh, the thing. This is a on, nihilistic man. show. I care about a lot of things. What is more punk rock than releasing a podcast
1: almost a week late? You know what I'm <laughs> yeah, talking about? Exactly. You're basically a member of the deadly class.
0: Mm. Speaking of which, you some assassinated the-
1: everyone's uh, expectations about the release date. Oh, I like it. I like it. Uh,
0: speaking of which, this show takes place at a school for teen assassins called King's Dominion. There's a guy who runs the school named Master Lin. Master Lin has a secret family on the side. He's got a daughter. He's got a wife. Not allowed to have that stuff. And Madame Gao, who is the leader of the organization that runs King's Dominion, has found out about his secret family. So time is starting to run out for Master Lin as we head into this episode. Additionally, another thing that is going on with Master Lin is there's a guy named Diablo. Diablo is the father of Chico, uh the Mexican gang, I think, or South of the Border gang. Yeah. Something like that. That's uh, exactly. And he uh, is pretty upset because his son Chico was murdered on school grounds. He wants Master Lin to be cracking down on that a little bit harder. So that's another wall that's closing in on old Master Lin over there. Meanwhile, his students are not faring much better, specifically Marcus, who is our main character, our hero of the show, if you will, or add to hero. He is a disaffected youth whose parents were <laughs> killed. <laughs> uh, I, I'm real cool. Yeah, Uh, he's disaffected. He uh, he, uh, ended up not exactly blowing up an orphanage, but he was blamed for blowing up an orphanage while trying to kill a guy named Fuckface, who likes to have sex with animals, among other things. Not a very nice guy. Uh, Fuckface got his face a little bit messed up. Um, when this happened, and Fuckface went along and killed 16 people, which, again, Marcus got blamed for. Fuckface wants that life. He's all about that life. He wants to be in King's Dominion. He wants to embarrass Marcus. But most of all, he wants to be on Phil Donahue's show. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's the main thing. Pete gets that. Pete understands that. That's why Pete killed all those people just this past week, which is why the podcast was late. Very busy with murders. Uh, And Fuckface has taken over the house of a guy named Shabnam... Who is a student at the school? He has captured Shadom's parents. He has captured a bunch of other people. His hillbilly Hick family has moved in. And he's also got Chico's head literally on ice hanging out in the house. Yeah. Um, last episode, Marcus revealed exactly what was going on to everybody else. And they've decided that they need to take the fight to Fuckface before Fuckface takes the fight to them. Those right. other students include two ladies in Marcus's life, specifically Mariah. Maria, who he's dating, and Saya, who he kind of likes. Maybe I'm just going to throw it out there a little bit more.
1: I'll just, well, I'll just mention that. I, you never. I mean, that, that's a trick of a love triangle. It's what kind of triangle is it? Equilateral, right. isosceles, isosceles yeah. the other kind? Uh, <laughs> wait, right, right triangle. Yeah, that's the one.
2: Yeah, <laughs> but this
1: right triangle is wrong because he hurts Ooh. some feelings in this episode. Oh man, wow, that's. That's, uh, on Deadly Cast, you go to class
0: and you learn a little math. And geometry. Uh, other characters that are important to know about there's Billy, who is a good friend of Marcus's. He's a punk rock dude in uh, love with a girl named Petra. He was in another love triangle between Petra, Billy, and Lex. Uh, there's also another friend of Marcus's named Willie. Willie is a pacifist. He's also in a little bit of a relationship of his own with a comic geek who he's slowly falling in love with and opening up to. Uh, and what else? Who else do we need to know about going into this episode?
2: Uh, there's Anybody? the
0: racist cheerleader and Drago character. Sure. Victor and Brenda, I believe, are the two characters. They're bad uh, guys. Deborah, maybe? I don't know. Uh, anyway, they're bad guys. They seem to have maybe turned on Master Lin and teamed up with Madam Gao, which pays off in this episode. So let's... Uh,
2: wait. Yes. You, I don't think you brought up Sia. Saya,
0: Saya, I did. We had a whole thing, a very funny bit about triangles. Didn't you hear that? Weren't you listening?
2: Uh, Well, I mean, you didn't get into her backstory. Other people got backstories.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know. She was in a a movie with (laughs) Noah Centineo on Netflix. That's the important thing that you need to know here. It's a great movie. Yeah, it is. How many times have you watched it now, Pete? Shut up. (laughs) <laughs> well, we could talk
1: about how Saya has a pretty intense um uh, he she's the sort of understudy or the favored student of the headmaster and so uh he relies also, on her.
2: Also the most lethal assassin of all of all of, all of them.
1: Well, that's now, subjective.
0: Normally uh I recap the entire episode uh or at least the bare bones of what happened here. Um There was a bunch of different, not random things, but it went in a lot of directions this episode. A lot of different things happened, uh, but it mostly seems like set up for this final episode of the season more than anything. But the big things you need to know is everybody went to a punk rock club and went moshing. Uh, Marcus uh, shat himself at a comic book store, uh, and Fuckface kind of prepared for the final battle. Uh, and meanwhile, Master Lin suffered a great tragedy when, after trying to take down Madame Gao, uh, it turns out that Drago and Brenda or Deborah. Who even knows? I'll check in a second, as do not drive our frequent listeners crazy. Uh, he They turned on Madame Gao. Master Lin tried to get after her. Madame Gao escaped. Uh, and through a variety of circumstances, uh, his wife ended up dead, and he is now oh. on the run with his daughter. So, again, that's the bare bones of the episode. But let's get into it. Uh, what jumped out at you guys? What did you think of the episode in total?
2: Well, I think I would like to talk about Willie first. Uh, kind of get mm-hmm. that out of the way. Sure, that bit. sounds great. Uh, w- that this shit was really heartbreaking to me because uh, you know his friends need him and he does not. He says, you know, fuck all this. I'm gonna get out of here, but I'm gonna run with my lady. I'm gonna go and see if she wants to go to California with me, which I thought was sweet. Um, but I got real angry when, okay, fine, you're gonna leave everybody, even though. Even Saya is like, hey, man, after all Marcus did for you, and he kind of had a good point. He was like, yeah, he did some nice things for me, but he also, like, got me into this deeper than I wanted to be.
1: Well, Uh, he also said uh, the first punch was for me, but then the rest of the killing the guy was for him. And I thought that—I mean, Willie— I, to me, Willie's a lot like uh, Wolverine and Old Man Logan, the comic book series, Whoa, where he's like, he's like, yo, I'm gonna pop these claws. I'm gonna pop these claws, and he never pops the claws.
0: Yeah, uh, here, here's here's so. the thing, though. The thing about no, Willie which bothers comparison. no, the thing that bothers me uh, just to go keep going with the comparison that Pete clearly loves. Uh, is that he doesn't have claws. Like, if he tried to pop him, he'd be like, here they come, here they come, and then his bones would fall out. Like, he has yeah. nothing to back up what's going on, and right now, to me, this is nothing against the actor. Willie, to me, feels like the phantom limb of the show. He's just totally unnecessary.
2: All right. Now oh, wow. Did it bother, did, did that gas station scene bother either of you two? Because that was driving me insane.
0: Okay, what he was the incredibly specific thing about the gas stations he bothered to The price because of gas.
1: That's not how much <laughs> unleaded costs.
2: No, it was the fact that, okay, uh, clearly this guy at the gas station needed help, and he just drove away. He, yeah. Not only did he turn his back on his friends, but he also turned his back on that family at the gas station who clearly needed help. I was hoping maybe having this lady there, she might be like, hey, aren't you going to do anything no, he just cold his eyes, drove off.
1: Well, he and- can't. he's scared. I mean, I, I guess, because I see the point, like, he does seem like he's just in a totally different show, the pacifist hour, existing alongside, like, this crazy, violent show. Um, but I got to hope it's going to lead to something, and he's going to come back and help his friends in this great battle that they're setting up for next episode. Because otherwise, yeah. truly, like, why have we been watching it?
2: Yeah, but I thought that would be the thing. Like, he would save those people at the gas station. It would give them the confidence. And then he could turn around and realize what a fucking jackass he's being.
1: Well, it's but not no, that he's he being a jackass. people
2: die at the gas station. They weren't, didn't die. Fr-
1: they were being robbed.
2: Uh, you don't know. That could have escalated. You don't know what's, what was going to happen.
1: Well, it's a big assumption to say, like, those people died because of him. <laughs> if you lose any amount of money, you die. That's how human beings work. That's exactly. true. When you're out living on a tight budget. Um, he did have a good line uh, talking to Saya where he said, Peter Pan can't be a pirate. And I think uh, that was a that description. That didn't
2: make of- any sense to me.
1: Well, here here's what I might take. There are two Why two takes. Why would Peter takes. Pan
2: wanna be a pirate? He fights pirates. That doesn't make any sense. I
0: feel like and this is just as a uh, fan and listener of the podcast. Uh, I think Justin's about to explain this. Yeah, uh,
1: <laughs> Alex, thank you for your fandom because you know, no and a lot of people make podcasts, but not everybody who does is also a fan of the same podcast.
0: Yeah, thank uh, you guys
1: so much for having me on. By the way, you bet. It's a pleasure to have you here. But honestly, like, pick up this pick up this pace a little bit. Pick All up. Right, this sorry slide. about that. Uh, Uh, No, what I took that as Peter Pan can't be a pirate. He's talking about Marcus in that um, Marcus is a good kid who's done a lot of bad things and been in bad situations, but that doesn't make him a monster, the monster that everybody sort of wants him to be. But I think the flip side of that is Peter Pan can't be a pirate. Willie can't be a pirate either because he's he's Peter Pan as well. Hmm. in a way
0: aren't they all peter pan trying to be the lost boys trying not to grow up but being forced into a situation where they have to exactly and they
1: just end up at a comic book store called lost innocence uh
0: yeah but you can't
2: drive away from your fucking problems at some point you got to like uh marcus said being uh, i think it was marcus you you can't just watch things happen you got to eventually fucking participate and it's just as bad not doing anything, you know. It's, I, I, I was sticking up for Willie this whole time, and this episode just made me so mad. I, I hope that guy dies off screen and I never have to see him again. If that's the way he's going to be,
0: well, no, he's, wow, he's going to—that's horrible, Pete. He's going to—he's definitely. I mean, to Justin's point, he's definitely going to hand solo himself by the end of next episode, uh, and frankly, uh, probably die in the process. So there you go. So everybody wins.
2: Yeah, <laughs> right. we don't the viewers don't.
0: I yeah, I no, 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 well you
1: want him to die, Pete, and you want to see him step up, Justin, so everybody wins. There you go. That's, that's right. Great. Um I want to uh, talk about uh the musical number. There were a lot music was a popular thing, a big thing in this episode as the, in the whole series. Uh I think Rick Remender makes that a priority. We get this fun, fucked up musical number at the top with uh Fuckface and his uh Oh yeah, his band sort of and gets a
2: solo That was really entertaining and really fucked
1: up. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I got to tell you, I feel like Fuckface is the most entertaining part of this show right now. Like, I'd almost want to watch his dark hillbilly shenanigans after he kills off everybody else on the show. Yeah, that's really dark, man. That's really dark.
1: Yeah, that's fucked up. I guess you're not a fan of Mr. Shabnon because he goes down in a horrifying way. Yeah, well, you know, he deserved it. Oh, um, wow. Really trying uh, to
2: run for his life? He deserved to die?
1: Yeah,
0: I don't understand, like I sort of understand, given they talk about, okay, the whole place is booby-trapped, we got to be really careful going in, etc. But they decide to do this assault. I, I just feel like everything that we've seen about these kids, they are the most elite fighting force possible. And everybody, including Fuckface, is basically like their weapons are what? that they have a lot of guns, maybe, or something like that. Like, they, they have not shown me that they are a physical match yet for even Marcus, let alone Eddie and Saya and Maria and Billy and everybody else. These are people who train to kill people, you know? They're teen assassins. So I haven't been totally sold on why they don't just go in, kill
1: fuckface, move on with their lives. Well, well because he's also- reckless. He'll do anything.
2: Yeah, but that was also what was upsetting is they were like, oh, man, we really need Sia. And it's like, do you? You have Maria. She's a badass. You have you are all supposed to be badasses. It's one guy and a bunch of hillbillies. You should be able to handle that without her.
1: Yeah, I mean, everyone's supposed to pass uh, 10th grade social studies, but people fail. Fair
0: enough. Uh, can we talk about <laughs> the comic book store scene? Because this is a scene pretty much straight out of the comic.
1: It's one of the more iconic scenes from the comic. Okay, um, interesting. The... Well, hold on, Let, let's sort of build up to it, because yeah. I want to talk. Uh, the thing that gets in there is pretty wild. So Maria's like, I'm having oh, a right. tough time. Stay oh. with me. Marcus is like, sure totally ditches to go to the punk show because well, dude almost loves to and he
2: he like opened up the door and there was a moment where like okay i'm gonna go in but then sees that she's kind of drinking by herself hanging on by th- thin thin thread and then is like all right well fuck this i'm gonna go have fun i
0: don't want to deal with whatever that is uh yeah i mean i guess well, so. that wasn't but, cool Yeah, no, it wasn't cool, and Marcus is not being that cool this episode. Yeah, he also
2: had an opportunity later, he could have just, like, okay, here's the plan, here's the keys, cool, 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 and then he could have gone back to Maria, and again he chose not to.
1: Well, first off, he loves the mosh pit. No. Well, he,
0: he doesn't initially, but like yeah, I, does, liked, no. I liked that secrets. Like, they're, so they're going to see the Adolescents, which is a real band singing uh, Kids of the Black Hole, which is a real song, um, which was a little weird to me because I feel like we've been a little off reality most yeah. of the time with the show. But to bring that in and have a band pretending to be the real Adolescents and have them talk about like, they're the best, they're amazing, this is so cool. But that it not actually be the adolescence, I think, was a little strange. Uh, but mm. I like that sequence because Marcus has been so careful and we've seen so many times him trying to fit in and that Saya teaches him how to finally be free and to get out of his head in the mosh pit. I thought that was neat. It was also a good explanation of mosh pits, something that, frankly, I've never really gotten.
1: Yeah. Well, how how many how often do you find yourself in the pit? Alex, Pete. Me? Uh, great question, Justin. I, I would say at least
0: once a week, if not yeah. twice a week, I really love to mosh my brains out.
1: Yeah. Well, the F train on a weekday morning is not technically a mosh pit. Uh, no, Pete, no, are no. you There's are a lot a of adolescence pit? there. True. I, That's true. That's fair. I,
2: I went you ride pretty, on the kids'
1: train? Yeah.
2: <laughs> I went through a pretty metal phase, uh, and I, I pitted it up a bunch. Yeah. I was happy to see the way they talked about moshing. I think that's very true, and uh, and I, I think they did a great job of uh, shedding a light on how uh, it's supportive and fun. It is
1: the positive side of moshing. Yeah, that's where you don't yeah. have to worry about the getting hit with a bottle. The only moshing I do
0: is mashing a potato for my mashed potatoes at dinner.
1: That's you know that, and that's like sort of uh, intense too. There's a give and take there.
0: Yeah, exactly. I'm giving you, the potatoes JT? a swoosh.
1: Not a mosh pit guy. I'm, I like to, I would crowd surf. I'm down with that. The, that seems more fun. I've just never so been you're that. you're ag-
2: above the pit. You, you can't get in with the people and mosh around is what you're saying.
1: Yeah, I'm an elitist when it comes to that shit. Okay. <laughs> no, I want to avoid the pit altogether because that's where you fall on the ground if you're crowd surfing. So
0: uh, they go, they enjoy the mosh no, hold pit. hold on a second. Uh,
1: I will not oh, be called what? out for operating above the pit.
0: Why? You're operating above the pith. Like, that's yeah. totally in line with your character.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for saying character.
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, so uh, then they go out into the alley, and they start making out. And uh, Saya and Marcus end up sleeping together. We get a very psychedelic sleeping montage the next day when Marcus wakes up next to her, realizes he's late to open up the comic book shop. He's running completely hungover. explosives
1: over. are going to be delivered.
2: Yeah, right. yeah. It's uh, that night really got away from him.
0: He yes, noon when he woke up. You
2: imagine
1: yeah, sleeping man. outside and wait, not waking up till noon. Oh my god! You got to be really wasted to
0: do that. You'd be so dewy. You'd be so covered in dew. Yeah,
1: Alex cuts I, right to the core
0: of the real issue. <laughs> dew. Yeah, I can't believe we uh, we all aren't really used to mosh pits, given how <laughs> we're like, oh, sleeping outside until noon. No
1: thanks. Yeah, Alex can't handle the dew pit.
0: Yeah.
2: You guys have uh, never passed out outside. Never. I'll had. tell you. No, I, have. I don't uh,
1: I no just woke for up before pit, noon.
0: But thank you for the avocado pit that you put in the center of your mashed avocado to keep that guacamole really fresh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Are you doing another
0: show, Alex? I can't yeah. tell who you're, <laughs> oh, yeah. talking. you're doing. a Sorry. cooking show? My, uh, I have a half Harry Potter, half cooking podcast yeah. that I've just figured I'd like work in some stuff to kind of uh, it cut just down. Folded on
1: time. it in. Try to just yeah. mosh yeah. it if into you this could, one. Well, it doesn't work. If you Similar could try to
0: how I like to fold in a little cheddar cheese into my mashed potatoes.
2: If wow. you could try not to work on bits for other podcasts <laughs> so you're going to start without us, that
0: would be great. Uh, yeah. So Marcus uh, has the psychedelic montage as he's trying to remember the previous night. Loved how that was put together. I yeah, think yeah, that was, was so fun. much fun. Uh, and then he gets to the comic book shop, checks the explosives, they're there, it's fine. And then he's tending to the comic book shop. Question for you guys, because in the comic it's established that he works on a comic book shop with, if I remember correctly, Billy, uh, pretty early on and throughout. But I don't remember them establishing that he actually yeah, had to I work the comic book shop thrown, at Able.
2: Like since when do you open a comic book shop and run a comic book shop?
1: Yeah.
0: I,
2: Did we miss something?
1: Was yeah, there I, something? No, I don't think so, but I I didn't mind it. I liked that it. it was just sort of like here it is.
0: It was so weird to me because there'd been no establishment of it when he had been working at a comic book shop before in the show. Like, it felt like it was there because it happened in the comic and you needed to set up the shitting montage. And that was pretty much it. Um, What did you guys think about that?
2: It was also super weird because he's supposed to be going to assassin school first full-time, and it's Christmas break, and, like, is he covering for somebody? At no point is he ever mentioned, like, they meet at the comic book shop, but that's a normal meeting place. But then all of a sudden, he's in charge of, like, opening it up, and, oh, by the way, this comic book shop has tons and tons of
1: kids. That's not tons a and Tons and tons of
0: kids, and at some point, Marcus had promised to draw them a bunch of stuff. But keep also- in mind, this
1: is the 80s, so it's not like now. Oh, right, right, right. Back in those times, things happened for no reason. I, I got to say also it's very telling that um, you guys are complaining so hard about the comic book stuff and less about <laughs> the dude that crazy shits his pants. Yeah, Well, well but...
2: we're getting to that. We're getting to that. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I was, a, I was a little kid in the comic book shop in the 80s, but, like, you know, there wasn't a lot of other kids there. I, I was just surprised. Like, I was like, what is there, some event? With Paw Patrol happening, where like there was just a bunch of kids there, like I was Paw just Paw Patrol. I don't know. I was just trying <laughs> to think of like why there were so many little kids there at a comic book shop. It seemed weird to me. Uh,
0: I, I, I that was uh, something that I personally did not have too much of a problem with. Uh, what did you think about the uh, sharding, though? Um, you never
2: but- trust a fart, guys, especially when you're, you know wake up like that. I mean that's just that's that's common knowledge. We've just,
1: all been we've all been there. We've all been in that yeah. exact situation and done that exact thing.
2: Well, I've never was going to fart on the little kid, but I've definitely Okay. should have should have I mean that was fucked up that he was just going to fart on this little kid.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, it's a pretty gross sequence. Uh, it uh, Then he has to clean off all of his clothes. Everybody comes in on him and finds it very, very funny. Um, again, I feel like it was set up and played out a little better in the comic because it's set up that he works at the comic book shop. It's something that layered throughout. Um, I think the way that Wes Craig drew that sequence in the comic, it just you can feel it literally like building and building and building and building over the course of the issue until it comes out in the most horrific way possible. Hmm. So this was fine. It was fine. It just felt like a little gross out humor in the middle versus this big event that it was.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I think they definitely could have set up a little bit more the running and the him feeling the buildup or just like feeling gross. Because he talked a little bit about it, but it felt like he was... I mean,
2: was... he was puking on his way over there. You know, I mean, it. he definitely wasn't feeling good. And then he, like, ate some random dude's burrito off the street. I mean, that was...
1: Yeah, yeah don't do that. Yeah, street burrito, that's a definite uh diarrhea attack. He <laughs> yeah, made a lot my, of real... On my
0: other podcast, I know I keep bringing this up, but we say street burrito, that ain't neato.
1: Yeah. Every um, episode. Um. He hit, like, all the marks in Diarrhea Bingo. Um, and he uh, he paid a price for it at the end. But I do like he Billy, sure. later in the episode, talks up the connection between diarrhea and greatness, which I respect.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, me too. <laughs> I thought that was pretty awesome.
0: Other moments that you guys uh, wanted to call out? Uh, what about the fight with Master Lin and Madam Gao and Victor and Brandy Lin is her oh, name? Oh,
2: nice. All right, well, we yeah. need to... Okay, there's a lot to talk about in this episode. But what bothered me was Master Lin just said to Saya, like, hey, here's an address. Go guard this house. Like, you you need to tell her what's going on, man, so she knows how serious this is.
1: She would have ditched anyway, though.
2: No, oh, no, no, no. Yes. Don't you dare say that. She if had to ditch to go said, with her friends. No. If, she, if he, if he would have said, listen... I'm in trouble and I need to, you to guard my secret family. She would have never left her post.
1: No, she definitely would have. It's like that was like homework to her and she was like, "I'm going to skip my homework tonight cuz I want to go hang out with my friends."
2: No, dude. If you're talking about somebody's family, she she wouldn't have left.
1: I I mean, I'm just saying she killed a member of her family for her friends. So, I don't think I think she's really in with these friends.
2: <laughs> yeah, I do think that she's very close with her friends, but I think so, if, Master Lynn would have explained things. She wouldn't have left her post.
1: Um, I don't think so. Um I really liked... I loved the way this episode was shot. There's a ton of cool, interesting shots uh, at the punk club when they're coming down the side of the building. It was really cool. I love the human table that um mm-hmm. uh, Mrs. Gao has. That's... Oh, man. That's hard. Especially if yeah. you're trying to put together a puzzle or something.
2: That...
0: Uh- <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, I love that. I love that they set up that weird room with human tables and shelves and everything a couple of episodes back. And then when it comes down to it, they just all pull out weapons and go to work. That that was yeah, great. Like, that fight point,
2: sequence was really awesome. It yeah, was really very great. well
0: staged. I did love seeing Victor and Brandy Lynn uh, turn around and attack her. Yeah. Um, everything about that was great. And then the final sequence, the final fight in... Uh, Masterlin's home where Diablo ends up killing his wife. Very sad. Yes. Yeah. Now, Agreed. let
2: me ask you a question. Where was Madame Gao? Why, when she ran away, didn't she run right to the house? Or do you think she did and saw Chico's dad there and backed up?
1: Uh, I, think, uh, I think she ran away and she's going to come back later. Yeah. Uh,
0: oh, you if, think if she just ran away. Well, if they're doing it right. Everything is gonna come crashing together all at the end. Like you're gonna have Madame Gao, Fuckface, Diablo, all of the students, everybody in King's Dominion all at the same time in some cacophony of violence. That's certainly the way I would like to see it end, and I think that's the reasonable way for the show to end at this point. Nice. Um,
2: spoiler uh, alert! I really yeah. liked Master Lynn's wife. Uh and that was really heartbreaking to watch. Like, that was, she's a straight-up badass, man. That was so cool, the way, like, she just started attacking and, like, oh,
1: it was yeah, just fantastic. Great shot as well, very well filmed. Also,
2: when you yell to your kid to run, you can't just stand there, kid. you got to
1: fucking run. Are wow, you blaming the kid for not running? Yeah. Where's I'm she going to go? She goddamn. doesn't have a, her family's Who in the fuck,
2: house. Get out of the house, man. Your dad, your mom tells you to run. There's a fucking shit going down and you stand there like some little asshole.
1: Wow. I
0: don't know. I think that, I think that's hard, Pete. I don't have any other comment on it other than I, I feel like that might actually realistically be hard. Sure, it's hard.
1: Yeah. Pete's mad at Willie. Pete's mad at the daughter.
0: I'm if I, I told you thing. to run, Pete, like if I was like, get the fuck out of here, Pete, you got to run. Would
1: you do it? Yep.
0: Yes? Was that a yes? Yes.
1: Oh, okay. All right. kind of- Good to know. All right.
2: Fine. Dude, if, if somebody, if there wasn't a, and this is, again, if I'm your child, and if you're attacking somebody and you say, run, I'm going to run. You're the Are person you saying- I trust most in this world. You oh, tell thanks. me to do something. <gasps> Pete, that-
0: is that true?
2: No, you asshole. I'm talking Aww. about if you were, I'm your kid.
0: All
1: right, oh, sure, Pete, you're right. We should finally file those papers and legally adopt you. <laughs> it's been too long, and you're honest frankly, you're out of control. yeah,
2: but the mom's sacrifices are like when she stood up, I was like, "No, oh,
0: so amazing yeah any any other moments on this episode you guys want to call out before we start wrapping this up
1: uh no i I thought this was a great episode. uh this show is really built nicely it's been. Especially for, like, Rick Remender, this is his first, like, major TV job to have it just really, and he had such a big role in it, to have it come together this way was really impressive.
2: Uh, I, would, I would like to talk about Master Lin. Uh, first off, we got an amazing animated kind of uh, backstory here with oh, Master yeah? Lin, which was, that was really cool. powerful. Also, when he was teaching class... That moment where he says... Sorry, uh,
0: deadly class, when he was teaching deadly class. Yeah, when he was
2: teaching deadly class. (laughs) He has this moment where he's talking to his class, and he was like, if you love someone enough to die for them, you truly will. And it just, like, hangs on it. It was so awesome. That actor is killing the show. But honestly, that's like
1: a line line that a teacher has, like, early on. They just use it every year because it's, like, a cool line to say.
2: Don't undercut the power <laughs> of that fucking moment, dude. That was fucking beautiful.
1: No, yeah, it's like a l- teacher coming in and being like, one of you could be on the Supreme Court someday. It's like, you say that every year. Dude,
2: how about the part where like the animation an- it, like ends on his animated face and then
0: cuts to his real-life face? Oh, that was really amazing. I just want to get back to the Supreme Court thing because one of my teachers said that, and it was actually true. Yeah, you went with,
1: uh, with Brett Kavanaugh, right?
0: Yeah, Brett Kavanaugh. Yeah, Rip you Bear, were Ginsburg. you were squee, weren't you? <laughs> yeah, I was squee. We got real fucked up. <laughs>
1: uh, I, you do love, love like beer. Just,
2: I'd like to say, though, overall,
0: this episode was
2: very upsetting because we had a lot of characters making wrong choices. You know, Marcus... Uh, you know, if you like Saya, that's cool, but you have a girlfriend, you have a responsibility. Yeah. You can't leave Maria like that. That's fucking bullshit,
1: man. Yeah. I also got to shout out the diarrhea made a bad choice by showing up then. <laughs> and also Willie, there is like a cheaper gas station right across the street. Exactly. You got you. Those
0: prices were out of control. Too high. As we end every episode, let's do superlatives, you guys. Everybody loves this. This is everybody's favorite part. We're well-prepared for it. I'll start off. I would say most likely for me to forget her name would be Brandy
1: Lynn. Uh, and that's my <laughs> superlative true. for the episode. That's hilarious. Uh Justin, you got one? Uh, superlative. Um, let's see. Uh, <laughs> um, I think most likely to um, grow up to be... Um, uh, one of us is that kid who demands Marcus draw him a picture. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was actually time traveling, Baby Pete.
1: Yeah, Baby
2: Pete, Baby Pete, Baby Pete. Uh yeah. Well, if that was really me, he that kid would have had a lot thicker glasses, man.
1: Well, that's <laughs> the only thif- that's the only difference. Yeah. Uh, wow.
2: Uh, I was annoying little kid. Surprise, surprise. Uh, most likely to be a coward, Willy. Most likely to not give his student enough information, Master Lin.
1: (laughs) These are just your opinions.
2: Most likely to be a fucking asshole when he should have stood up as Marcus.
0: It's just (laughs) awful, man. It was really upsetting, this episode. made me so mad. I'm so sorry. Well, we've got one more episode left of Deadly Class and one more episode of our Deadly Cast podcast. So tune in for that. It'll be up a couple of weeks from now, probably. <laughs> no, we're no, do we it. will actually try to put it up on I can't time wait
2: for this next episode.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to see how it all comes together. Uh, if you'd like to support us, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also do a live show every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. at the People's Improv Theater Loft in New York. Come on by and we'll kill you. Pete, what do you want to plug?
2: Friend us on Facebook so you get to know about the amazing guests we have on our live show.
0: Follow us on Twitter at Comic Book Live. Check us out at ComicBookClubLive.com for this podcast. Also, my Harry Potter podcast and my cooking podcast, Stop which are the same sure. podcast. And we'll
1: see you in the mosh pit. One of you, I'm honest right now, could be on the Supreme Court.